X, you there? I am. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Oh, let me uh, let me get out of bed. Okay, great. <laughs> let's, let's start with that. That's a just, good start. Okay, so yeah, so just for the record, and this is something that I don't even know how to fix because of how my schedule is. I normally actually don't get up until like nine o'clock Pacific time, okay. which really throws off Eastern time for a lot of people, right? Because I mean, it's now that means it's noon before anyone on the east can even reach me, right? So that yeah. doesn't help anyone. So whenever like East Coast people need like the or the East Side needs like wants to talk or do stuff it's kind of like well it's on me to make that kind of like quote-unquote sacrifice to yeah make it happen right so right well anyways I mean, either way you know we can always reconvene as well but oh of course but like to me i i think it's um not necessarily important to like stick to like what we planned but more so like you're free right now right and my roommate's not home and no one is here and it's clear. So, like, the later it gets, the more complications could happen. Yeah. Might as well just do it now, right? Yeah. So, I'm awake. I'm used to uh, semi-being-on-sleep-deprived creativity. <laughs> so, let's do this. How are you today? How's life? I'm good. Everything is good. Um, I just have a quick question, just kind of logistically. So, if yeah. I swipe up. For example, if I get a text or whatever. You should be okay. Okay. I just don't want it to. But. I don't want it to interfere with anything. Test it out. See see what goes on. Um, Okay. Yep. It's it's working. Yeah. It does give like a delay or do like some weird kind of like not necessarily staticky stuff. But there (laughs) is a little bit of interference, but it's not terrible. Okay. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll work with it. Oh, hell yeah. And and if you need to take texts or anything like that, just let me know and, and go and do it and we'll get back to it. I mean, the way that I look at it, this, if people are listening to it, they're going to listen through like the pauses and whatnot, because mm-hmm. I don't I don't advertise anything. I don't market like I don't put this out. I don't share it with anybody. My whole belief on like for me is I'd rather be discovered than putting it all out there and having people find it that way. Mm-hmm. Right. I, yeah. I think discoverable media is going to be huge in the future. We just don't even understand how incredible it is, but think about it this way. Um, I think everybody likes music. I assume they do. So like, do you like, you like, you like music, right? Like, oh, it's yeah. not like, Oh, okay, great. So um, growing up, like, I also can't assume how old you are, so, like, I don't necessarily need to know, like, your age, but, like, um, are we talking 20s, yeah. 30s? No, I'm I'm 43. What the fuck? You don't even <laughs> sound 43. Don't give me that bullshit. I know. I'm, I'm young at heart, and uh, I'm wonderful. full of life, and, you know, but, yeah, I'm a mom, and I've been around for a while, and I've you know okay so you you through (laughs) yeah so you you actually also experienced the 90s as um 
were you even hold on let me just see you you would have been a teenager through the 90s then yeah i was in high school ah beautiful you you were graduating when i was in grade eight that's wonderful (laughs) (laughs) right um i think that's not far off then no i'm 39 so maybe it was even ninth grade so you're so yeah so i feel better now because i was thinking you know i felt (laughs) i shared my age thinking that you were in your 20s and now i'm like wait a (laughs) second my god (laughs) No, 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 no. Really bad. (laughs) Oh no, like I'm, I'm also super young at heart, and I, um, I had some things happen to me when I was when I was younger that kind of delayed, not necessarily like maturity, but um, aging through uh, like matching my body in my emotional and mental Mm. um, way of viewing life and whatnot. So. I'm still like, I know how to navigate. I understand this world. I can be ruthless and cutthroat and all of those things. But more than more often than not, if I can just be me and I feel comfortable with people, I'm extremely childlike. Mm-hmm. Right. Great. Yeah. And it's, it's kept me young. It's kept me like semi youthful and, and whatnot. So uh, it's good to be in good company. But the reason I asked the question was, okay, so you remember CDs, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay, wonderful. Did you have a collection at all? Or was it just sort of? Okay, (laughs) beautiful. So um, I guess this example is best to to, to sort of like show it this way. But like, do you remember when you um, found a band that you liked or a group that you liked and you listened to them and then all of a sudden you discovered that they had music before that? Uh, and you, yeah, and you definitely and you started and you started to listen to their stuff before that, but you would have never found that if you didn't find that initial like their 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 latest stuff or yeah. like whenever you found into it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like what I'm talking about with discoverable media, right? So like back in the day, my girlfriend really liked Green Day, mm-hmm. and when Basket Case came out and um, and whatnot. And so like, um, I think the album was Dookie, but I'm not 100% sure. And like, she was in love with them (laughs) and went to HMV or whatever music world or like whatever was selling CDs back in the day. And she bought like, she just looked for like, she just looked through their stuff and found old albums and bought those and listened to those. And I was just like, Oh, shit. It made like it super dawned on me that people had stuff before when they actually made it because that was like their first time of actually like becoming popular, I think, in my head, Um, at least like known to like mass pulp, mass culture. And I was like, oh, shit, people have stuff before that. And it clicked in my head going, discoverable media is so much more fun than advertised media. Are you still there? It, it. Hold on. And we're back. Yay. Okay. Sorry about that. So, um, oh, no, one might not have been you, but two. So like, um, I tell everybody that we call the, the program waves because when we, talk 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 and all of a sudden 
like either I'll lose my train of thought or the other person will lose their train of thought. And if that other person can't bring us back, then what I consider that is a crash. And we've been surfing for a while and then we've crashed off of our waves and we just need to go surf otherwise. (laughs) But, but anchor disconnects a fuck ton, like a Mm. lot. And it's, it's annoying sometimes until you get used to it. Um, The way I look at it is this, you and I grew up in the nineties we fought through some of the toughest times that most millennials will never face basically because we didn't have the internet. Yeah. Right. So like since the internet, like since we have that patience, we, we have like, it's, it's so much easier because all it is is if we disconnect, I just call you back and we continue. There's no like, Oh, maybe we should like, I've had, I've had situations where someone like it dropped and they're just like, well, maybe we should do it another time. I'm like, why? <laughs> We're still recording. We still have the time. All I have to do yeah. is call you back. Right. So and does, so, it, does it automatically seamlessly kind of connect? No. So oh, okay. it's what, what happens is, and I can walk you through it too when you start your stuff. Um, okay. it, we, what happens is you stitch it together. So okay. it's going to save as individual um, uh, audio Portions. files. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then we just put them together after that and so it's not necessarily seamless but it's um like what will happen is this one will pick up just after i exited out so there'll be like there'll be no gap in time but it'll pick up like immediately like oh when you're saying oh we're back right that'll be like the first thing they hear after we disconnected and that's basically it but people get used to it because that's what it's about okay so um, so that's, that's kind of like how I run is I want everything to be discoverable yeah, on my I end. I don't care. Like I will help as many other people live out the dreams that they want to live. I want to live out the discoverable media. I want people to like, I want to, if I ever make anything of my life, I want it to, to I want to know that it was because people found me, mm-hmm. not I, um, pushed myself. Yeah. I look at, I, I'm not a huge fan of marketing and advertising. I'm really not. Um, but I'm not against people doing it. That's why I'd much rather get someone like VaynerMedia on mm-hmm. board than me do it myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Okay. So, what would you like to talk about? What What, what should we? Uh, what should, Where should we begin? Um. I don't know what, I guess, what made you decide, how do you, um, you know, I'm, I'm privileged to be on your, a guest after knowing you for about a week, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, <laughs> the world of connection, it's like, it just takes, you know, a few days and there we are. We're mm-hmm. good to go. Um, so do you think that, you know, obviously I know we've had some brief, very brief talks about people kind of finding each other in the sense of you know where they're going in life or the timing of things you know do you feel like there's something when you find people and you start talking and start you know creative ideas start kind of flowing do you feel like like what's your perspective on that I guess like okay so let me let me paraphrase that maybe possibly in a, a different way okay um so 
Let me just. Now I'm it? I'm interviewing you. I'm sorry. You're supposed no, to be that's super, me, right? No, that's super dope. No, that's not. It, it's a, <laughs> all this is is a conversation. Yeah. Okay. Right? That's all it'll ever be. Right. So if you have questions, that's dope. So what we're, can you ask that again? We're talking about connecting, right? Yeah. And so, like, like, and do, do you think that people meet for a reason? Like, obviously, like I personally believe that there's no coincidences and people that come into your life, right. whether it's, whether it's for a day or whether it's for a week or a month or a year, yeah. there's always some sort of something that you're going to get from them. Even if you don't think that right. you're not. Right. Okay. So we're talking about like purposeful connection. Yeah. Right. Are we, do we just stumble upon each other? Or are we in a sense divinely guided towards each other at some point to connect? Right. For, right. for some specific purpose that, yeah. you know, yeah. And once, once that purpose is done. So like, it's kind of like, um, it's how, okay, let me ask you a question how deep do you let yourself go when it comes to like beliefs? So like there's some people out there that I can't talk about anything deep with and that's okay because it's their, their beliefs stop at a certain spot and I just respect that. Right. Mm -hmm. But like the deeper that people can go, um, the better answers I can give because personally what I do is I, so my belief on existence is that I, I'm, I like to explore everything. So I don't really ground into anything, right? Mm-hmm. I let myself, um, in a sense, float and then ground, get as much information as possible. I look at it um, kind of like in the same vein as taking a course, right? Or, or going to school, right? Like you're not a psychologist if you take psychology, But you can ground into your psychology class when you take it for those two hours. And then once you leave that class, you can uproot yourself and no longer have to be that psychology student. Right. Right. So that's kind of like how I treat everything. So um, when it comes to connections, for me, a lot of it is my um, how I feel I connect with everything. Right. So. I feel like the planet is the center of everything and I don't look past that. Mm -hmm. Right. Because if you think about it, everything that you're ever going to ask for in your lifetime does not derive from the universe itself. It derives from the planet. It's always going to come from this thing, right? All of the food that you're ever going to need isn't going to come from Jupiter or Mars or any other planet that's out there. It's going to come from earth. Anything that you want mentally, physically, all of emotionally, all of those things derive from this planet. And the moment that I recognized that, I was just like, okay, well, instead of asking, it would be like, think about it this way. If I needed a photo shoot, would you rather me go and ask your parents for permission to get you to, to shoot a photo shoot for you? Like to go and talk to you and be like, okay, you're going to go do this. Or would you rather me go to you directly? Yeah. Right. You'd rather it directly. That's like respectful. Right. So mm-hmm. that's what I do with the planet. And so I go to it directly and, and I ask for things. And some of the things I ask for are the connections I need to push through. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or the connections. Honestly, I wish that I could just meet like forever people and we just get going. Yeah. Right. Because like I've met so many different people. And the other thing is, is that like as we go through this journey, have you ever noticed that you meet similar people in different bodies? 
like similar spirits or souls, but like different bodies and different like types, but they're like almost filling that gap of like another person that was in your life at some point and like yes. adding on another layer. That's how I look at it too. So I've started many projects with people, but they've fallen off and I've continued those projects. Mm. Right. Because you're right. People are only in our lives for a specific amount of time. And one of the things that we don't necessarily understand yet is how to let that go. Yeah. It's right? hard. How to, it is. It's super hard. Especially, especially people that really rely on community, like people that yeah. have a heart for community that, you know, it's tough for me because I've had a lot of transition in my life where, you know, my husband, for example, has a ton of friends that he had ever since he was in grade school. And he's kept them. And even though they don't talk, you know, very often, they're mm-hmm. still very rooted in who they are. They know that, you know, at any point in time, they can call each other up and just pick things up as if nothing had happened. And for me, unfortunately, I, I haven't had that experience. I've lost communication with virtually everyone from my childhood. And throughout the years, you know, I've met people that have kind of transitioned in and out of my life and for a season. And, you know, it's hard for me because I'm such a person that craves kind of having that, you know, I don't have any blood relative, any blood siblings. So when I see people that have, you know, lots of sisters or brothers and they have that sense of they don't need anybody else, they have each other. Mm-hmm. where I don't have that. So, you know, it's like I have a family, but, and they're, they're my constant, right? So I'm grateful for that, that they're here and that I have them. But, and I think that's the bottom line is just, there has to be some sort of constant because I can't imagine just, you know, not having any kind of constant in your life and having that transition all the time I think it would just break me because you need to have someone that knows your history I feel like Um, yeah it's nice isn't it like that that um the connection of someone knowing like I I I have difficulty asking almost anybody for assistance because unless it's someone from my past because that person doesn't know they have no idea right So I get it. And like, I'm similar to you and I'm similar to your husband where I have a ton of um, childhood friends that I can Mm -hmm. rely on somewhat. Like my, um, my roommate is my best friend from fifth grade. Mm, That's great. Right. And, and the thing is with him is we lost track a bunch and then we come together and then we lost track a bunch and we came together and then an opportunity for him to move in came and I was like, do you want to take it? And he's like, done. <laughs> so we've been roommates for the last two years, right? But it's basically because I don't have the, I don't have kids, I don't have a girlfriend or a wife or a companion, right? Like I'm a, I'm a single dude and like with, after my dog passed, completely single, mm-hmm. right? So like, yeah. I've I've been now sort of like so it's super weird too by the way to like I had a, a my dog was like my companion by my side like a small child for eight years Aww. right and like we bonded like like imprinted immediately and we were like 
in a sense, like if you can look past human beings only being able to be best friends with human beings, mm-hmm. that guy was my best. Like, I, I, I loved him more than any other human on the planet. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you because we've had two dogs and it, both of them passed away too. And my house, even though I have kids, there's that sense of I'm alone. <sighs> I don't have my babies, you know, and they were with me all the time. When everybody else left, they were here. They were there. Yeah. So I'm super grateful that my roommate has a pop. And and so me and her bond like immediate, like super well. And she's um, he doesn't let her lie on his bed. He doesn't like do like any of those things. But Mm. I let I used to let Buddy lie on my bed. So I don't care. So like. In the morning when he goes to work, when I wake up and I go to the bathroom, half of the time that I come back into my room, she's lying on my bed, shakes, wagging her tail. <laughs> and there's, there's no way that I'm sending her away yeah. at all, period. I just come into bed and I lie down and she snuggles in close and we just sleep for the next couple of hours. Yeah. Right? That's but, great. But like... So, but, but on the other end, um, I never, like what, what we're really talking about kind of, it's like stability, right? Yeah. Like stability in friendship in being able to trust that someone is going to be there long enough that when we actually have issues or problems or situations that come up in our lives, that we can at least lean back and know that something or somebody is holding us up. Yeah. Right. And, right. And I never, so like from the age of three to the age of 14, I was never able to really hold on to a best friend. Hmm. Right. Like every single year I either moved or they moved. Like I, they, none, none of them died. None of them passed away. It was just their family moved or my family moved. And that happens a lot. Like it happens more than I ever thought. But to me, um, I think what happens is there's some people like, I think we all operate differently, but, function similarly um like i think are you still there yeah okay (laughs) um i think that what happens like some of us are born and and with with the ability to attach far more to other people than they attach to us Hmm. right so like for me um i and and i think we do it under the radar which means that we're not even aware of it most of the time Right. Kind of like how um, until you're brought to the awareness of, hey, are you breathing? Right. You don't really check your breath. Yeah. Right. But the moment that you relax are calm and we start talking again, 100 percent, you're breathing, 100 percent, your heart's going, 100 percent, all your organs are working, but you're not in control of them. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is an, an amazing thing. So I think also like on the attachment level, we're not in control of that either. And some of us attach more than others. And when I say attach, I mean, like, imagine that every single attachment is like a silver cord that goes from like you to that other person. And the more cords that the more attachments you have, the more cords go out. And when those people leave um, those cords, if you don't, um, if they don't remove it from them and you don't remove it from you, um, all your cords get ripped out. And that's why, like, if you've ever been, like, devastated by a friend leaving your life or someone leaving your life, more than likely what has happened is your cords got ripped out without you really 
um, being able to do anything. Well, yeah, I'm very, I'm familiar with that. Um, and I think we use the term soul ties, like you have ties to yeah. someone else's soul. Yeah. That, yeah. that to me is even deeper. So like what we're, what I think we're talking about there is, okay. So another, another, um, thing that I stumbled upon and people, people, I, my, my biggest, like, I have fears about, like, offending people because I've lost so many people in my, I, one, I've been told that I'm wrong way too many times for how I feel about myself, oh, right? Yeah. Right? And, and that's okay because when, when you're the type of person that thinks like me, until people can catch up, you're always going to feel like you're, you're either behind or ahead and incorrect about your time and space in the world. So I created this belief uh, or, or pro like protection against people about feeling wrong. Hmm. Right. Um, I forget what we were going on. What were we just talking about? Soul ties. Soul ties. Okay. So, um, do you know the, uh, the saying mind, body, and soul? Yes. If you look at it as an equation, that's how I view us. So I feel like we are the connection of mind which is like universal coding, which is if you think about us as a computer simulation or just chunks of code, which is like everything that you are could be laid out in text format about like um, all of you could be laid out in text format about how you run Mm -hmm. and how you perform. That's how I look at us. I look at it as strings of code. And um, we have two different types of strings of code that um, eventually equal a third. And what it is, is mind plus body equals soul. So the universal mind plus your body, your, your genetic coding. So like your parents, right. Or what I would consider planetary coding, Mm -hmm. right. Those two combine together to equal your soul. Hmm. And your soul has a unique kind of like an IP address to it. That is unique just to you. Right. Um, but there'll be components in there that so like you and I share some form of coding Mm -hmm. because we connect really easily. So in that sense, our coding is connecting behind the scenes without us even knowing and building a relationship there. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, so to me, that's kind of like what soul ties are is the, the stronger that we have a connection instantly. I feel like the more our coding is interconnected mm-hmm. right so like there's dude there's so much at play that we don't even look into and and maybe this is a good way to get into like another topic that we talked about earlier which was the concept of creating a new position in business which is the chief imagination officer yeah mm-hmm. i think everything is imagination our entire existence is imagination and we, um, we connect into it, right? Like what we were talking about before, right? Like it's kind of like the internet, in my opinion, right? And the stronger you, of a connection you have to imagination, the better your life is going to be. That's, so what is your, so I'm wondering, where is your inspiration from your, from what you're learning, from what you feel like? you know your basis of of the knowledge that you have like where where does it come from because i know a lot of it 
you know, back in, um, well, I have history, of course, myself with what I grew up on and what I believe, but, um, I know in the nineties, of course, you and I remember that the matrix was like the absolute biggest hit ever. And I still feel like it's so right on with so many things. Like, um, I mean, just the concept of that movie, I feel is so close to reality that people just kind of blow it off like, oh, it's just a movie. It's a really good movie. What a great concept. But I feel like there is a red pill and there is a blue pill. And we do have to make those choices and we do have to tap into that. And it's kind of simple. It reminded me of what you were saying, but I'm curious, like, what your foundation is on, you know, what you feel right now or how you've that so you're basically asking me how i came to all of this yeah yeah. okay um well hmm in a quick summary (laughs) right yeah yeah yeah, absolutely so (laughs) i know we might be on the phone for a while but you know for sure let's let's sum this let's let's be succinct about this right let's be purposeful with our words um okay so i have always always felt a deep connection to something mm-hmm. but was um uh, how the fuck to explain this without sounding super crazy no crazy is good because let's I've, okay that? so let's let's go down this route and maybe it'll make a little bit more sense but don't like don't hang just, up on you. <laughs> well, no, not even that. Like, just just be patient with it. Um, okay. So my full name is Michael Brendan Joseph Stevens. And okay. that will mean absolutely nothing until we go through what those names mean. Okay. Right? So Michael, in if you look it up, is um, it, it says, who is like God with a question mark? Mm-hmm. Right? Now, if we remember who Michael is biblically, he's, in my opinion, really must be like one of God's first creations, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. first son, right? But it's an angel and like first degree, like in that sense of like a first creation, right? Part of that wave. So like I'm named after that dude, mm-hmm. right? Now, Brendan means prince. Okay. Joseph means to add or enhance by God. Hmm. And then Stevens means crown. Oh, my God. My name by just fluke by my mom because she liked how Michael sounded. She liked how Brendan came after it. My dad's first name is Joseph. My dad's last name is Stevens. Wow. I literally, my name literally means son of God. That's crazy. Right. And for the long. I mean, it's not crazy. Well, but it is. It it, (laughs) is fucking crazy. Like in, in the world that we live in today, it's crazy. Like. Here's something that people will, people will kill Jesus before they'll acknowledge him in today's world. Oh, absolutely. Right? Right? Absolutely. So, like, that's why a lot of people like me and possibly like you stay hidden because we don't want that other side to happen. Right? Yeah. The more that you become yourself, the more you leave it open for people to quote unquote hate you. And that's okay for them to do that. And it's okay for you to be hated, right? It's just getting comfortable or dislike or whatever, like, term yeah. you want to say, disagree, right? Whatever, whatever term makes it feel happy inside, 
right? But but it's truthful. Like people will dislike you for having different beliefs than you. Well, having different. And so like for me, I kind of keep that side a little bit more hush-hush until mm-hmm. I trust people. But like you seem like, you know, like we're bonding on a, on a pretty good level that like if this doesn't scare you away, maybe we'll be good, right? <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing can scare me away. So right? I can have at it. You know? Dope. I don't, I don't necessarily see myself any different than Archangel Michael in that sense. I just denied my connection to it. Yeah. So the more that I, in 2012, my sister rang me up and we were talking about aliens and, and she was like, I have this weird mark on the back of my ear that wasn't there before and it's there now and my kids have looked at it and it looks like um, an incision point where like um, a part of her ear was, like the back of her ear was cut something was put in and then uh, sealed back up, but it didn't look like earth technology. Hmm. Super weird. Right. And we both didn't like, like, so we, we both decided to, to not necessarily read into it, but read into it going like, instead of going down the path of like, what did that mean? We went down the path of like learning more about what we on earth knew about aliens, um, a spirituality and a whole bunch of stuff. And it sparked, me waking the fuck back up again Hmm. as so and and a little bit more brief history so like i said um i had 11 best friends before the time i was 14 and people are just like oh that's great you had and i'm just like yeah you know what it's it's super neat to have um amazing like imagine this imagine having um and this is going to sound super maybe terrible but not really imagine having 11 imagine having 11 kids I can't and losing, <laughs> but 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 losing one every single year and gaining one the next year. No, I can't. That's, right, I can't. <laughs> it's a, it's emotional trauma and it's yeah. super hard. And when you attach to people like I attach to people and mm-hmm. I lose them, it fucking hurts. Yeah. Right. So at fourteen, I met the first girl. Like the, I felt love at the age of fourteen, and like people can say you whatever they want but I legitimately like when we talk about soul ties when we talk about connections I found someone at the age of 14 that we must have been like almost side by side in creation Mm. that type of like just um pure like I don't even know how to explain it we were friends we never dated we never went out I asked her out and in my head this is kind of like the chain of events I asked her out. She went home. We went like it was over the weekend. She never came back to school. Wow. Now, this was 1994. So we're still three years from the Internet. Like really being something like a main like, yeah, or or not even a main player, but just getting into people's houses like 1996, 97 was a time when people were just starting to get the Internet. So, mm-hmm. like, we're three years before even that, right? So, like, no Facebook, no instant messaging, no real cell phones. The only way that you can connect to someone is if you had their house phone or if you knew where they lived. Mm-hmm. I had neither of those two. None of my friends in school really knew her. The only guy that knew her didn't know what happened to her. And she basically disappeared in my life for 19 years. 
Wow. Yeah. Right. Not the funnest time. And um, what I didn't know at the time and what is super important for us to have is I actually think there's levels to us more than just the physical. And on the metaphysical level, we can do incredible things if we have the imagination to do them. And if you think that I had an imagine, like if you think I have an imagination now, I had a crazy imagination as a kid. And like in high school, so in, in, um, before I completely shut down as a human being at the age of 16, mm-hmm. I, in, in grade nine and grade 10 English, wrote two short stories. These short stories were 25 pages each. They were in a world that I created myself. I drew out um, a map that was nine, eight and a half by 11 pages. And when you put them together, it showed the world map of like that world. I had my, I commissioned my friends to draw pictures for it and handed that in for English credit. Wow. Right. And, and I, I, it was, it was a deal that I made with my teacher or both of my teachers that said, um, no matter what the grade is at the end of, of like what I get on the project, I have mm-hmm. to accept it. And it's going to be for 25% of my entire grade. Oh my gosh. Right. Both projects, 95%. That's amazing. The rest of English, 70%. <laughs> right? So, like, I was super imaginative as a kid, but because she left and I did something super stupid that I don't do anymore, which was I legitimately imagined giving my heart to this person. Aww. Right? And so I didn't have my metaphysical heart, which is what helps us grow, which helps us get through a lot of shit growing up. I didn't have it from the ages of 16, basically, like I shut down or from the age of 14 to the age of 33. So you said for 19 years. So does that mean that you did end up connecting with her again? Mm hmm. Okay. Do you want to know this amazing story? Do you want to Listen, hear it? I have, I have one of my own. So, oh, wonderful. So you, so you finish yours and then I'll share mine. Okay, beautiful. Okay, so um, she comes back and she messages me in 2012. Or not messages me. She adds me on Facebook in 2012. And I'm telling you, when I saw this name, it brought back waves of memories that had been disconnected mm. for like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it finally dawned on me and I was like, oh my gosh, I know this name. Who is this person? Boom, 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 boom. High school, her. And I was just like, holy shit. And like, <laughs> um, and, and so I messaged her and I was like, hey, is this blah, 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 from blah, blah, blah. And we, we messaged back and forth for a couple of times. And then she was like, I have bad news. I'm heading to Yemen. She was in New York at the time. And, like, we grew up in the same fucking city, and this girl has done a lot with her life, right? Um, But she was going to Yemen because she was one of the only journalists that spoke Farsi and, like, that language over there. Wow. Right? Uh, In her thing. So they sent her there. And, like, so so she got really good. But, like, she, she, because she was a, a journalist and a reporter, got captured once and spent some time in an Egyptian prison. Like, she was, like, she, she's been through a lot. So she yeah. met, so, so we messaged back and forth and I didn't hear back from her until 2013, but 
here's mm. something that's super important. The day that she added me as a friend, almost a week later, my dog at the age of like four and a half, five, I think, maybe younger. Yeah, four. Um, got twisted stomach. Do you know what that is? I have you ever have you ever heard of the term bloat? Yes. Okay, so bloat is when the the their dogs have like a flap in their in somewhere in their stomach that um, can get twisted, and when that twists and doesn't come untwisted, it starts to, it it doesn't release air, and the dog starts to bloat up. Oh my gosh! And if you don't get them to the vet and under the knife within a certain period of time, they're dead. And we're talking mm-hmm. like. Two hours. Most dogs die from this overnight because their adult doesn't wake up. Wow. Yeah, it's tragic to wake up to it. Um, I noticed that he wasn't feeling well because he was sitting on the, in the backyard as far enough away and just looking super, like, not necessarily introspective, but like, and I don't know if despondently is the right word, but he was just looking out into the future, accepting his fate. Mm. And I got him to the emergency. I, I got him um, all prepared. Like I, I, they, they got him all repaired. We got him back to my mom's house. I didn't sleep for 14 days to make sure that he was okay. Basically, I mean, I got some sleep. But how I slept was I put a collar around his neck. I put my hand in that collar. And I laid beside him no matter where he was. Mm. Right? For, yeah. 14, for 14 days. Right. But but he lasted until he was almost 11. So so what's the connection with that? Right. So what I think happened there was my heart was reaching back out to me because I wouldn't have been able to handle that situation without it. Mm. Right. So it wasn't her. It was my heart reaching out and trying to find me. And they finally found me through Facebook. Right. And then so fast forward a year later at Christmas time, she is in town. She never comes. She never comes home for Christmas. This was like the first time in like a decade. And I was off Facebook at the time. And she messaged my sister, who was the person that introduced us in high school. Wow. And um, she messaged my sister and said, hey, I can't connect with your brother. I'd like to see him while I'm here. Um, can you get him to contact me? So my sister sent me all the contact information, obviously immediately messaged her. And I was just like, holy shit, you're in town. When can we meet up? We met up the next day. And like, it was as if time just picked back up from then. Yeah. Like from, from 94 to 2013, time just picked back up. And I felt like the moment that I saw her, I felt a massive explosion in my heart. Like I was coming back online. It was amazing. Mm. Um, so we, we spent the 22nd together um, for like, an, like two hours. And then we spent, um, I, I, I went Christmas shopping with her on boxing or uh, Christmas Eve because that was the only other time that I would get to spend with her. And I don't care about shopping, but it was her. Yeah. Right. So course. I went Christmas shopping with her. We sat down, had coffee and whatnot. Keep in mind, in 2013, this was 19 years of being shut off as a human being and just trying to really figure out life. Yeah. Right? And just surviving. I was at rock bottom, dude. Like, I was not doing 
totally well, but I did my best to pull myself together to meet this girl who was not at rock bottom and was doing super well in life. So the mm-hmm. next year she came back. Actually, that's not, let's, let's not skip too far ahead. Um, she gives me, I, I ask her to come to Christmas or to, after she's done her Christmas dinner, if I can see her again. She says, yeah, um, but she gets held up with a bunch of stuff and I never see her again. The last correspondence we've ever had is 2014, like February 2014, with her thanking me for an HDMI cable that I sent her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She came back in 2014 wow. with a guy just like me, but more established mm. and didn't contact me, didn't, didn't even try to get in, in, in contact with me, but if you want to know the fucking kicker to it all, my sister and her hung out several times. Mm, that's, that's tough. Right. And yeah. so I was, I was pissed and I was upset. So like no fairy tale ending. I haven't talked to this person. She married someone and has two kids with them. And the dude is basically me. <laughs> right. Have you met Like, do you know, like, did, did you know, you probably didn't know him, but. Oh, No. I don't, I haven't talked to this person in five years. Yeah. We have not had communication or contact. I will never see her again. And what, what, how, how I broke free was just as important as um, how we didn't connect again. And in 2015, 2014 and 15, I did a lot of like introspective work about what the fuck is going on? What is wrong with me? Um, and, and more than anything, what the fuck, why are me and this person who we're supposed, like in my head, we're supposed to be together, who comes back after 19 years? Really, like I was her prototype, obviously, and she was mine of like what we like in other people, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'm just like, if we're each other's prototypes, we're perfect for each other. We should be together. Why isn't this happening? And here's what I realized. So think about yourself now and think about yourself at 14. Mm -hmm. Are you the same person at all? No. No, right? (laughs) So like if you were to meet your younger self, you would know who you are. But your younger self looking at you wouldn't know that that is them. And they would think that you're a stranger. Probably. Probably, right? Yeah. Right? But but even so... So if I, what I, what I realized was if I was a different person at 14 than I was at 35, she certainly was a different person from like at 35 than she was at 14. And in that sense, we do, we grow in all of those things. Right. And I was holding her to a standard and a level of her being 14, not, not going, Oh my God, she's grown so much to the point that, we're now strangers. Mm-hmm. We don't know each other. She was a different person when she came back. All I was going off of was the energy that we created and, and, and have, not necessarily the logistics of the situation. And the logistics was me and her are complete strangers. We don't know each other. If we, you know, like maybe we'd be able to say hi and whatnot if, if we had bumped into each other, but that would be it. And if we were complete strangers, how can I hold, if I don't, if I'm not mad at other complete strangers for not wanting to talk to me, how can I be upset with her? Yeah. 
And at that moment, I was just like, holy shit, this is all about me. And that Mm -hmm. changed everything. The moment that I realized all of my problems were stuff that I created, I stopped blaming everyone out there as much as possible. And I started looking internally. And as I started looking internally, I started to awaken more and more back to who I used to be. Mm. And I started getting that connection back. I think I've always had a connection to imagination that is amazing. I believe that I shut it off just like how other people shut off their gifts. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And so because it freaked me out. Right. And, and, and I was basically, I, I basically died as a human. Like I was in a, a, a walking coma state. If you want to like call someone a zombie, that's what I was for 19 years. 2013, woke up a little bit. 2015, woke up a lot more. 2016, woke up tons. And I started writing my book, We Exist. And the very first, um, I wanted to release it on my mom's birthday. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it done. But I had enough done to have like this initial volume called, and I called it volume zero, imagine. Because I really think, I really think the first thing that we are is imagination. You know what? You're going to freak out when you hear this. Okay. Is is there anything else you want to finish up? No, I'm done. You tell me everything. Okay. So just when you said that, that's crazy. So, okay. So I have three kids, right? Mm-hmm. My son, his name is Emmanuel. His middle name is Angel. Okay. Mm. We call him Angel. So that is his name. We, we call him Angel. We don't call him by his first name. My daughter is, um, my second daughter is Ava. We spell it E-V-A. And then my third daughter, which is born now, obviously, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm reflecting to where I got this, but she wasn't born at the time when I, when this happened, but right. so now her name is Gianna. So a long, long time ago when I just had the two, I wanted to build, I wanted to make a children's book. Like I've always had that entrepreneurial kind of spirit, you know, in me ever since I was younger, but you just don't know how to go at it. So ever since I was younger, I would always think if I had a company name, what would it be? And I came to the conclusion that it would be imagine or imagineva because Ooh. it's the names of my kids put together, yep. including me. So my name is Ginger. So Eman, Emmanuel, Gin, Ginger, Ava. Um, So like that name has always been, you know, imagine has always been kind of like a word, kind of a, like a, I don't even know. It's special. Yeah. Just a special word. Um, Just because it, it, it resembles all of us together. You know, when I think of that word, it's all of us. So when you said that, I felt like, wow, there was a a connection for sure with that word. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyways, I know that's not as exciting for you or anybody listening, but for (laughs) me, that was pretty exciting. No, that's pretty dope. (laughs) It's, it's cool. So, um, so I, I just wanted to share really quick about 
uh, how my husband and I actually met because I feel, you know, it's, I'm so glad that you shared like your story. It gives me a sense of perspective, but on the same lines, it, you know, I had a very, very similar situation that happened to me. Um, you know, I had met my husband in a grocery store. Um, I was very much a social, when I was younger, there was that spirit of boldness that a lot of people don't have these days. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nothing stopping me. I would talk to anybody, whoever. I would go up to people on the street. It was just that domination world type attitude that I had. Mm-hmm. And so I had met him. He was actually the cashier at the time. And um, my cousin was always trying to get us to go out and get together. We didn't know him at all. And he was just kind of like, oh, okay, kind of brushing me off like okay yeah. huh? I know you like me but you know he definitely gave off that not interested vibe for quite some time and um long you know I would go in and visit eventually he decided he's like you know what this girl's pretty persistent um maybe we should you know try going out on a date or whatever so we ended up oh well I should say on one of those nights I came home, I always kept a journal. I wrote in my journal that um, one day I was going to marry him basically because I was so in love with him <laughs> and uh, which That's I had awesome. that journal. But um, yeah, so basically I, um, so he agreed to go out on a date, whatever. He was at college at the time. Um, you know, dorming and we would go out and hang out and everything. And, um, he, you know, was definitely interested, but I could tell he had other things on his mind. There was a lot of things going on in the background that I, you know, wasn't unaware of. He had some family, you know, things happening. Um, his father had passed away a few years earlier. And I think he was just in a moment in his life where, he wasn't really ready for a relationship as much as I wanted to push him into a relationship because I knew what I felt. He just wasn't, it just wasn't his time. He was really more interested in kind of hanging with his boys and, you know, just girls were not really an option. And so um, eventually after maybe only a couple of months or so, he, um, he, something happened with school. He ended up leaving school and he moved out of the place that he was at. So I had no contact of him. Like you were saying back then there were no cell phones. There, there was no, you know, me to search up to find out where he's at or there was, there was nothing like that. It's like once you lost touch with someone, that was it you weren't ever going to see them again. I had no, I even went, I drove to his dorm to try to find him. Um, and he was gone. So I literally thought that I was never going to see him again. And it wasn't until a year later that my cousin came into town and, um, we were at this nightclub in Niagara Falls, New York. 
and um, she was like, you know, let's go to Canada because there's a really cool place over there and um, I think it'll be really fun. And I was like, no, I don't, you know, I wasn't into it because I had this place was like my place and I knew everybody and um, but she convinced me. So I ended up going with her, crossing the border, going over to Canada to this nightclub. And as soon as I walk in, I see him. And he's literally just standing there. And my heart just drops because I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, I've searched for him everywhere, could not find him. And then I have to, like, I literally am crossing the border into another country. <laughs> and I see him standing there. And it's crazy because... As soon as I go up to him, I'm like, hi, you know, I'm all excited in my energetic self. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? Like acting like no big deal. Like, like it was nothing. And he's like, yeah, uh, so, yeah, I got to go to the bathroom or whatever. So he like left me. And I'm like, dude, you know what? I'm done. Like, I am just done. I'm going to live my life. You know, I lived this long without him. Like. It's stupid so I just kind of did my own thing and you know just danced or whatever and then I had went up to him before we left because we were going to go back to the US and I said you know if you ever want to um, you know get together call me and he's like oh is your phone number still and then he recited my phone number and I was like, like dude you have my phone number this whole time <laughs> you wow. never called me nothing like it's been a year and he's like oh yeah he's like i he's like i remember everything about you and then all of a sudden like the tables turn like completely he's like he's like yeah i definitely i definitely want to hang out with you i definitely want to see you again and literally called me the next day and was like we need to go out and he he's like can you be my girlfriend and it went, went from like zero holy to like shit dude yeah it was just <laughs> so crazy and i'm like what in the world just happened like you hated me last year you know like no interest at all and then this year you're just like it, I think it was just a matter of timing and like i'm such a big believer in timing for everything like, we have to go through shit in our lives so that we can prepare ourselves to be ready for that time. And, you know, like, I know I feel like people are born on this earth at a specific time. And it's not going to come later and it's not going to come sooner. It has to be that time. Like, I feel like that was the time, you know, that you're supposed to come into the world. And... Um, you know, like when my son was born, you know, of course we weren't married, which we had been together for six years, but we weren't married. So it was this big deal of, oh my gosh, you know, since we had a kid and he wasn't married. (laughs) How um, dare you? Yeah, exactly. It was like devastating, um, for some people to think that that would happen, but you know, looking back I've had to tell these people like listen my son was supposed was supposed to be born whether we were married or not that was when he was supposed to come into this world and 
he did. And he came exactly when he was supposed to be here. And, you know, just like things just have a way of shaping, of, of shaping us. And the way that they happen may not, they may be so out of the box and they may be so, um, you know, just not our perspective and not our way of doing things, but yeah. eventually they will, they will work out the way they're supposed to. And we just have to just be open to that. And, you know, just, I don't know, but it was just really cool. And we've had a lot of experiences. I've had a lot of, um, you know, just, experiences that have solidified our relationship and have solidified the greater purpose of our lives that is just beyond us or our family but just in general people in general you know yeah and just learning but yeah so that's incredible like that your your story is I, your story is basically what I wanted. Yeah. In, in, in that sense. But the thing is, is that they worked out perfectly for both of us. Yeah. I'm not meant to be with that girl at all, period. She found someone that she loves. She's got two kids with them. She's happy. That's all that matters. Right? Yeah. You found someone. But you know what? You know what? You know what shows that you have great character? Like I was that. super pissed. I was super pissed at her. When I found out that she hung out all the time with one of my sister's friends back in the day. Yeah. I was once removed from her trying, like she never tried to contact me once. Mm. She never looked for me. She never, she just went off. And the thing is, is that that's the type of person she is. And, and like, if, if I knew that she had my phone number that whole time and she never connected with me, <laughs> we would have been done. Like, but that's there's, the thing. there's more to my story and I'll just interject it really quick because okay. this will give some context. I wasn't going to share it, but since we're just being open and honest, I might as well. The, when we first started dating, um, so there was a period of time where we had gotten close, right? And there was a period where he basically you know, was kind of asking if we wanted to hook up <laughs> mm. for lack of a better word. Sure. And as much as my heart wanted to, I wasn't in a place, like I've had a lot of history <laughs> with not bad history. I've had history in general of like things that have happened in my life. And I wasn't at a point in my life where I was not going to do that. Like that was my decision. I've, I didn't, I don't. No, good for you. Oh, shit. Did you drop? So come back. Three, two. You there? 
Uh, and my, hi. My, my well, mom called. I'm like, mom, stop calling me. Oh, that's wild. So oh, I, I hate that. I hate it when that happens. And like, like, it's dude, always at, getting to it, right? It's always at. Well, can I ask you a question before we get into like get, getting back to like where we left off? Yeah. When do you have to go? Probably really soon, but this I, is really interesting. So. Yeah, so I think we were interrupted as a reminder for that. That's the well, way that I look at that, right? We, so, like, yeah. perfect. There we go. So, um, can we do this? Can the next time we talk get into more, like, technical stuff? Yeah, we can do right, that. Right, like, talk about um, building a position like chief, like what chief imagination officer actually looks like in a business place. Yeah, I mean that's that's all that's all you, but I'm definitely into, I mean I can I can build on that and Yeah, that's all I that, I'm not yeah, I'm not asking you to be one or, yeah. <laughs> or be that. No, no, no. I just feel like you have like there's there's a I actually want to talk to you about something even like deeper than not deeper than that, but I want to open up a school for the imagination called Wonder Tree. Mm, that would be amazing. And, yeah, and all I really need is, is I, I always work better with people. Like when, when I have a second person, they're just to bounce ideas off of. That's all I'm really looking for out of like the majority of people that I do stuff with is to just bounce ideas off of each other and then create. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Right. So that's really what I'm looking for out of like this at, at least at the moment until we start building something is just a, 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 a person to bounce shit off of. And, and I feel like, you should do the same with me. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, but okay. So let's get back. Let's set the tone again. Um, this was before you got married. Yes. Right? It was within like a few months, a few months of kind of dating off and on, you know, just very briefly, um, you know, obviously setting the tone again. I was in love with him. He was not in love with me. <laughs> he was still figuring out life, um, you know, based on a lot of things that have happened in his um, recent history. And, um, you know, I wanted more than anything in my life, in my core being to connect with him on a physical level, on that type of physical level. But Mm -hmm. I, I just could not. And I even told him that I said, as much as I want to, I, I cannot, and I'm not going to. And I really like you a lot. Like I'm obsessed with you, but that's just not going to happen. And so basically from that point on, I don't know if it was, I don't think it was necessarily me turning him down or anything like that. I think there was a lot of other activity happening like in the physical and in the spiritual. I think there was a lot of things Mm -hmm. happening that just kind of cultivated this, um, this place where it, it was just not the time it was just not the time yeah. and eventually things started to fall apart on his end and that's when he you know that's essentially when we lost touch so I never once you know felt like oh wow it was because I didn't do this and that's why I never that never came across at all I just felt like and I never felt Yes, I felt rejection. Yes, I cried my eyes out. Yes, I felt like, you know, but at the same time, I lived my life. And I'm like, you know, I'm not gonna let that stop me. I'm young. I was 18. 
I'm going to go out and I'm going to date and I'm going to just have fun. And that was where I was at in my life. And when, um, when I did see him the following year in Canada and after we had conversations, I asked him, I said, listen, you know, obviously you've changed your mind because you're with me now. And I said, um, what made you decide to basically give me another chance or why are you ready now? And he told me, he said, he's like, honestly, he's like, if not everything, but a big part of it is if you had done what I had suggested last year, he's like, I probably would not be with you right now. Hmm. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) Damn. Way to stick to my guns. Like, I mean, I just, I feel a big sense of pride in that because I feel like sometimes you have to, (sighs) there are things that you feel like you may be connected to so hardcore that you want so much, Mm. but character for me was above all of that. It was above everything that superseded what my wants were, what my physical desires were. It was, it was more of like, I want to be sure of myself and it just wasn't the right time. You know, mm-hmm. just like it wasn't the right time for him to be with me. I have to respect that. And for me, this wasn't my time. And um, to hear those words had such a sense of closure and kind of like relief and kind of like just confirmation that it was supposed to work out the way that it did. And I'm not saying it's been rainbows and daisies ever since because I'll tell you it hasn't been and I have a lot of horror stories that I won't get into um you know Mm -hmm. no relationship is perfect um and but I can also tell you that um some of my greatest spiritual connections in my life happened when I you know in our early in our early stages of our relationship was where and we can connect with this we can pick this up later, but it was when I had a close connection with, with God that pretty much changed my life dramatically. Um, and my relationship with God, um, pretty much was the beginning of like a lot of chaos in my life. So Mm. you're probably like thinking, well, wow, if you had a relationship with God and you had this like amazing one-on-one connection with God, which I did, then why did your life fall apart? Well, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because you would like to think that when you have a relationship with God, that everything is great and you're getting ideas and you're downloading information. Yeah, you do, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't, it doesn't protect you from bad things happening in your life it doesn't protect you from you making wrong decisions you know Mm -hmm. it doesn't protect you from going in the wrong direction and totally messing up your life um and I think I have a lot of if anything I have a lot of regret for ignoring him and not doing what I know I was supposed to do and so that's the same way that you felt that numbness 
from mm-hmm. your ex-girlfriend and how you shut down and how you were a walking zombie. That was me, but just in a different level. It was mm-hmm. me shutting down from my responsibility and my relationship with God because I felt like my life was falling apart and not that he failed me, but that I failed myself and I felt, um, I felt guilty. Mm -hmm. I felt like, I felt like I didn't, you know, do the things that I was supposed to and it destroyed me. And fast forward all these years and I'm starting to feel that light again. I'm starting to feel that connection with him again. And like, this is the very recent I mean, mm-hmm. within like a few months so it's a very fresh perspective of where I'm at and I'm like on that uphill right now of like that fire that's being lit and it's yeah. a really exciting time but it's been tough it's been really it's it's been quite a journey so um, but yeah, we'll definitely explore that. I do have to go. Yeah. Um, and um, we'll connect again about you know bouncing each other, bouncing ideas off of each other and. Mhm. Dude, that would be super dope. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Well, this is normally like how I um I like to wrap up the shows. We usually just like have like a last word, and then that's basically it. So if you gotta go, perfectly fine. Any last words? Um, yeah, I just want to say thanks so much for, you know, having me on and believing that I have, you know, something valuable to say and (laughs) listening to my story. And likewise, you know, it's, it's been really cool just like getting to know you and, um, you know, seeing where you're at and I'm excited. I'm excited to kind of see, you know, where, where things go with you know the future as far as you know where where you're gonna go and where i'm gonna go i'm Mm -hmm. I'm excited about it dude that's super dope and and you know what i appreciate that i think that's a really great way to sign off um i don't even know if i should say anything because that sums it up so well so i just want to say thank (laughs) you for for popping on i really look forward to future episodes um and um and getting to know you more just like you know like or it basically the way that i look at it is this um when two beings come together they create a third entity and what's important for me to find out is how that third entity works so that's basically it there's um like in a sense if you want to look at it there's mike and ginger and then there's a third part just like how there's mike and anybody else that you see down in the episodes Right. I've built Mm -hmm. that third entity with them, too. Right. It's just a natural thing that I think we do, just like how you and your husband have built a third entity that is, you know, like Ginger and and I don't know his name, so I can't say it. But like, do you know what I mean? It's Manny. Manny. Okay. Yeah. So there's there's Ginger and Manny. Right. And when you guys are separate, you're Ginger. He's Manny. But when you guys come together and like connect on as many levels as you guys connect and attach on as many levels as, as you guys connect. That creates a third part. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. guys, right? And, and, and so, like, you can do that with any type of relationship. It doesn't have to be intimate. It can be friendship. It can be business. It can be a whole bunch of them. But it happens. 
And whether or not people believe it happens doesn't matter. If you can actually embrace it and see it, and then now, because what we're really doing is creating a building. Yeah. We're, creating a, we're creating something, and we get to do it together. And to me, that's just like back when we were kids and playing with toys. Yeah. Right? And that's what I like to explore. And I think that's what hurts the most when people just drop from my life is going, mm-hmm. you didn't see that we were building this. And, yeah. and so, like, I hope that as we venture through, that we build an amazing whatever, like, botanical garden or whatever we're yeah. going to create. <laughs> yeah. I hope that it's the best thing possible. And I hope that it's influenced by both of us. Yeah, definitely. Um, and as you go along, obviously, I want to support you in, in anything that you do. Like, I... In, in the same vein as Gary Vee, I trust immediately. Yeah. Because there's no way, you can't hurt me at all. Yeah. How, how can you ever really hurt me? We're going to do a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to create a whole bunch of things. And if you leave, you can take whatever with you and I'll take whatever with me. But really, you can't hurt me. Yeah. So I might as well just right from the get-go, go into trust. Yeah. Because what's the worst that can happen? You leaving or me dying or something going on like that? I can get past that. Yeah. My bigger regret would be not figuring out what we can create together. Yeah. Right? That's the way that I look at it. So, like, you're really dope to talk to. Like, you're, you, have, um, a, you have really good energy in that sense. Right? Where it's just, like, super easy to, like, flow with. So, I feel like it's going... Are you still there? Yeah, okay. Okay. It's just like when it, I have trauma from like doing many episodes on this thing. And when it goes like super silent, I'm just like, oh shit, did it drop? I'm trying to be super silent just because, you know. I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) But like, that's what out of all of this, I hope that we continue to do is just to continue to feel comfortable creating together. Because like I said, um, your energy is super easy to flow with. At least, like, for you, like, for, for me to you and you to me, I think, like, it's really good. I don't necessarily know how you are with other people, but I'm pretty sure you're good with them, too. Right? I try to be the same like, way when I open up. But, at, again, at, it's hard. It's hard four, to open up. <laughs> yeah, but at, at, at 43, you figure it out yourself. Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah. for the most part, the next conversation that we're going to have, unless you're having a bad day, should just be as smooth as the one we just had. Oh, Yeah. Right. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Right. Because I think good communication and good conversation allows us to um, and and we'll figure out where the barriers are. Right. Yeah. And and one of the things that I've learned over my life is to not push people past their barriers. Right. I used to because I think one of my there's no coincidence that you and I connected on one level because I think that you're waking up more to yourself. And Mm -hmm. whenever people wake up more to themselves, they find me. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, I have um, on Twitter, all of my DMs are personal connections that I've built with people. There's probably about 200 of them, possibly. Wow. And some of them are, I, when I woke up and I got through like battling trauma and whatnot, I wanted to help as many people. So I searched depression and depressed on Twitter and just messaged every single person that was having a bad day. Dude, I love that. So, and yeah, we need to, we need to, right. Need you to need to go. Oh, fuck. You need to go. Sorry. I need to go, but we need to connect on that. So write that down. I'm going to write it down. And okay. also, when you get a chance, 
if you are comfortable with going deeper with what you've gone through, I really want to hear about it. Oh, dude, ask me. I, I'm an open book. The only thing that I can do is push you away. Okay. Well, and, and, and I lost someone for 19 years and got over that. Yeah. Right. If you leave my life, yeah, that's going to be sad. Right. <laughs> right. After no, a week, after a week. But, but that's the thing. It's not necessarily after a week. It's yeah. um, think about like, Pat, like not even like past lives, but like think about all lives combined. Yeah. And like, let's say that you found a shirt from like seven lives ago and you're, or like <laughs> or like found someone, something like that, that you connected with like lives ago. And you're just like, oh, shit, I haven't seen you in like 7000 years. <laughs> right. Yeah. Of course, I want to catch up, get to like know this version of you. Yeah. Right. No, definitely. Right. So like and and, you know, like see what we can do, because I think it's time. I think it's time for like. This is going to sound super weird, but I think there's tons of us on the planet that are interconnected super like this. Mm-hmm. We just, one, have a ton of trauma that blocks us from being able to trust each other fully yet. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because we're getting there. Um, but we all don't have to connect on the level that we think we have to. I would much rather people see our collective, like I think we're individual tribes within a bigger collective tribe. And that mm-hmm. bigger collective tribe if you can look at it more like um, bows in the rainbow. So like red and, and green don't necessarily, like they're, I think, complementary color, not complement, um, they're, but like they don't necessarily like need to mesh together. Like red can stay with red and green can stay with green for the rainbow to show. Yeah, what, absolutely. Right? So like the red people, we, we have too many red people with green. We have too many green people with purple. And what needs, like what I would like to see happen is how we all align when we're at the right quote unquote color. Yeah. Right. Like you might be yellow. Right. Or you might be red or you might be, you know, like whatever color. Right. I feel like I have the ability to go into colors really well. Right. And like reflect that. So like I can jump in, but I don't expect that out of everybody. I can't. Yeah. Right. That's good. So, So like the idea is this is even though, we're all like individual tribes and a macro tribe. It's important for us to respect where we fit within that tribe. Mm-hmm. So that's all I really want to find with people. There are people within our macro tribe that I can't stand. Yeah. But they belong in our tribe. I just don't need to go into their coloring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's good. That's a great way of, right? way of looking at it. Because they're important too, or they wouldn't be here. Yeah. And even if I don't like them in other areas of existence, like let's say that, let's say that you had the ability to like know other er- times and, and, and areas that you've existed. And that's why when you meet someone for the first time and you don't like them, it's because of something else. Yeah, I can see that. Right. So like, and, and all that is, is imagination. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's when I talk about imagination that's what I'm saying. Everything is in imagination because it's all imagination. We draw from imagination and we give back to imagination. I so, love it. Let's so, pick it up definitely again. Yeah. So last thing then, what matters the most is your connection to imagination. If you're 28, if you're 28K, if you're a 28K modem connection to imagination, you're going to be slower than someone that's broadband. Mm-hmm. Right. 
I want to help everyone get, at least in our tribe, up to fiber. Yeah. And then see what we can do collectively. Yeah, that's great. Let's let's do that. Okay. So, Ginger, great having you on. Thank you. Um, We'll talk in Twitter about the next time that that we're both free and to do this again. Um, Have an amazing day. Thanks. You too. And we'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. Take care. You too. Peace. Mm -hmm.